Hey guys, you're listening to The Enough Podcast. I'm Jennifer, a wife, mama of four, an author. I love having one-on-one conversations with women, talking about our identity in Christ. But most of all, I am completely in love with Jesus. And I'm Courtney, a wife, a mom, and a West Texas woman with a passionate love for Jesus. We declare we've had enough and discuss how we are enough. Hey guys, welcome back to the Enough Pod. And today we are having some fun taking a deeper look at how we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you know, the best place to start that is with how we were created. Because, you know, wonderfully made, fearfully and wonderfully made creation. Okay, so Jen, (laughs) what do you think? Well, at the beginning of this year, I decided that I wanted to do a study um, about our identity in Christ. So I decided I wanted to go from Genesis to Revelation and literally pick out every single thing that I could find that said anything about our identity. And of course, obviously, we're going to start in Genesis because that's where we were made. So um, that's kind of the start. (laughs) This is the start to all of it. All right. Um, So the first one I found was in Genesis 126. And it says, and God said, let us make man in our, in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So the first thing I got out of that was that we were literally made to look like him. Like we literally look like Jesus walking around. And I thought, you know, yes, we all have our unique differences, but in essence, like we all look like him. And not only right. that, we're all distinctly human and i'm sure if we were really good theologians we could dive into the translation of human meaning coming from god or something (laughs) you know we're we're so distinct from uh, the things that crawl on the earth like dogs do not look like humans shocker you know that is amazing that we are so distinct there is not something that is exactly like human, but all humans are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the other thing that stuck out to me in that verse was that we have dominion over all of the fish and the birds and the mammals and the earth and every creeping thing. Like he made everything for us. He put it under our authority, under our care. And I kind of thought about this kind of (laughs) a little bit of a funny way, but I was like, you know what? That literally means I don't need to be afraid of a spider and mice, (laughs) things that I'm deathly afraid of. I was like, you know what? Yes, they can still bite you. I get that. But some weird things happened after the fall, like lots of rivalries between women and bugs and snakes (laughs) and things (laughs) like things that weren't meant to be that way, but became that way later. Yeah. So I just thought that was really interesting. And again, we are not in any way theologians. This, these are just some things that just really stuck out to me. As I started this study, I asked Jesus, because I've read this, you know, multiple times since I was a kid. And I really wanted to learn something new. I wanted to learn more about a different intim- perspective. Yeah. The intimacy of how he made us and what we mean to him. Um, so these were just the things that really stuck out to me. 
Then the next one was in Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So that was the other thing that stuck out to me was that we literally have his breath coursing mm-hmm. through our lungs. Breath like, of life. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it stuck out to me in a little different way. Cause like, you know, sometimes when you just need that extra calm and I step outside and you just take a deep breath, it just somehow just kind of fills your whole your soul with a yeah. peace, you know? That's why a lot of times people will just say, just take a deep breath. <laughs> Right. And it's all going to be okay. You know, it takes you back to the start where we started. We started with a deep breath. All right. So then the next thing that really hit me between the eyes was Genesis 2, 18. And it said, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone for I will make him and help me for him. So that stuck out to me that that is literally the first time, like everything God had made up to this point was good. Everything was beautiful. He loved the water. He loved the earth and the heavens and the fowls and everything he made was beautiful. But then when God made man, he said, it is not good. That's the very first time that God says it is not good. And that, and is, that was before sin had entered the world. There was literally something not good even before sin hadn't happened. What? I know it. I thought that was crazy. And it says it's not good that man should be alone. So right at the very beginning, God does not want us being alone. He, well, like Adam was almost incomplete at that point. Exactly. So then I was reading through um, how God made Adam and then how God made Eve. This thought hit me. He made Adam. He made all of the birds. He made all the mammals, all the fish out of the dust of the ground. Then why didn't he make woman out of the dust? I just thought, you know, God is, he's God. He was already making everything out of that. Why didn't he just go ahead and And snap his fingers and do it the same way he'd been doing everything else? There's got to be a reason. Exactly. So I Googled it. (laughs) And then I also. Google. (laughs) Google. And then the other thing that kind of hit me was that he took woman from Adam's rib. Now, again, he's God. He could have taken us from anything because he created Adam. He could have done anything he wanted. So why did he take personally, specifically the rib? So after I Googled it, I Googled, why did um, God make Eve out of a rib or something? I can't, something like that. So anyway, I got this creation website that pulled up And through that, I was literally in tears as it goes into more depth about why, first of all, that we were made from Adam and not from dust. And it was talking about how perhaps if Jesus came in the form of Adam's line and Eve was a completely new creation, perhaps that gift of redemption, yeah, perhaps that gift of redemption would not have extended to us as women. And I thought God was already thinking ahead to know that he wanted all of us. All of human. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I, I, again, not a theologian, but I'm pretty sure I haven't read anywhere in the Bible that Jesus died to save the animals. Like they're a separate creation from man. Jesus died to redeem man. Jesus is the son of man. So mm-hmm. that 
is absolutely mind blowing. Like we had to be one unit so that we were all theoretically covered because God doesn't know, like he doesn't live in a timeline and like we do, he, he already knew what was going to happen. Even though we still had a choice, he knew that he just, anyway, that's bigger than my mind can handle. But anyway, like assuming that he already knew what was going to happen, which of course he does because he's omniscient. Here we go. <laughs> Got the word. Just, yeah, he already knew. So he made yeah. sure that we were, we were part of that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing that I was thinking about was uh, why we were made from rib. So this part like got me like so deep and it was talking about um, perhaps women were made from Adam's rib taken from his side to signify to us that as the bride of Christ, we would be redeemed through a pierced side. I love how God does that. He doesn't just do one thing. It's like everything is connected. It's all layered. I love looking at all the layers. And again, like I, I don't know everything about this at all. It's just fun looking at this, but it's, it's sweet to see how he does this. Like he didn't have to do it that way, but he did just to kind of like, I don't know, it feels really deep and sweet and a, like a amazing hug. I don't know. It feels very intimate. Like he really was thinking yes. through every, not, not just current at that current time, but like literally thousands of years down the road to what he already knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. I've been asked this question before. And then somebody just recently said, Oh, I've always wondered the same thing. And that is if God knew about all of the sin that we were going to commit, he knew about the fall already before he even created Adam. Mm -hmm. If he knew about all of that, why? And he knew he was going to have to die on the cross later on and save all of us. Then why did he still create us? And, you know, I had to ask, stop and ask God. I'm like, God, why, why did you do that? You know, I, I need your answer here, not mine. And the first thing that came to my mind was relationship. God wanted us to be there to have a relationship with him. Um, Adam and Eve were walking in the cool of the garden with him. Um, and then the thing, <laughs> I was turning on my worship music while I was baking in the kitchen last night. And this song came on, The Power of the Cross, and it just hit me that literally when Jesus said, it is finished, the temple was torn, the curtain was torn in two. And that immediately left, like, because of all the sin and all the things that had happened from the time that he made Adam until the day he died on the cross, he made it happen again where we could have easy access to him mm-hmm. so that we could have a personal That curtain was the separation between the outside world and the presence of God. And then when Jesus died, that was torn. Like, we now have direct access to the presence of God because of what Jesus did. Yeah. And again, I just thought, and it wasn't good enough that God just did that. He like literally gave us a physical representation of that too. Like he could have just done it and it could have happened, but he's like, no, I really want you to know exactly what I'm doing here. Let me just have that curtain tear. And it tore weird too. Like it Mm -hmm. tore from the bottom to the top so that even then they couldn't. Oh, sorry. It was the top to the bottom. (laughs) <laughs> I got it backwards. I just remembered that it tore weird. Like I know that there darkness fell, the earth shook, and then the curtain tore. And 
like they couldn't blame the earthquake for tearing the curtain because of the way that it tore. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yay. That is just, again, I guess that just reminds me of what an intimate personal God he is. You know, I guess so -hmm. many times we look at God as this so powerful being, which he is, God is all powerful. But, you know, I think sometimes we forget to remember how personal he is to us specifically and how much he cares about the little things in our lives. Not only did he create the world, not only did he come down to save us and give us a way to have relationship with him, but he also cares about those little unique things inside of each of us that mean nothing to anybody else. I was, you know, he's he's telling me the same thing, like completely separate from you guys. If you don't know, Jen lives in one state. I live in another. We do talk on the phone like every week, but other than that, like we're not seeing each other every day, sitting down for coffee. Jen, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and it hit me so hard. Someone, um, they, they mentioned that they were on their knees asking God, why? Like, what is the meaning of this? Like, if, like, does, does this even really matter? Why am I here? And it hit him that like God, he felt like he heard God say, well, if anything has meaning, if anything matters, then everything matters. You can't have meaning for one thing and not another. So mm-hmm. it was like, oh. That, that's, that's kind of what you're saying right now is that God is so intimate and he cares. Like, why would the little amazing details not be just as important to him as these big things? These things that seem so big to us, you know, like those seem huge, but that's just as important to him as the tiny little detail that goes with it. It's yeah. incomplete without all of that. Yeah. And, you know, I have to tell you a little story. I know I've kind of mentioned this already, I think in one of our other podcasts, but it was almost exactly a year ago today that we literally had no food in our home. And it was a tough time for our family. We were desperately searching for what God wanted us to do. And we had told each other that we were not going to make it happen this time, that we, if God had called us to Virginia and he had had us go through all the things we'd already been through, we needed him to come through and only him. And boy, did God ever come through. But I have to say that seeing an empty refrigerator is not fun, especially for this woman who loves to cook and who loves to bake and who loves to serve my family in that way. But looking at now at exactly a year later, and we're a little extra stocked right now just because of this time in our life that's going on in the world. And I went, mm-hmm. I was kind of recounting some things back to my mom and I went back to the refrigerator to figure out what we were having for supper. And I looked and I was just like, my refrigerator was packed. My deep freezer is stuffed. My cupboards were full. So I want to just encourage you right now for any of those who right now, who are struggling right now, who you have lost your jobs um, and you don't know where the next meal is going to come from. Let me just encourage you to know that God blessed, it can bless exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. A job came literally out of nowhere for my husband. And Mm -hmm. it has been the biggest blessing to our family. I told my husband up to that point, you know, the verse in 
where Paul is talking about, I know how to be a base and I know how to abound. And I told him, I was like, you know, I don't know if I feel like I know how to abound. We've had a lot of struggles in mm-hmm. our life. We've gone through so many things, deaths and divorce and so many hard things. But God has always been there. I have been able to look back and see his fingerprints through even the hardest situations where he has shown himself to me and shown that he cares and he loves me and to know that, you know what, I've got you and it's going to be okay. And that no matter Mm -hmm. what we go through, he's Mm -hmm. got a purpose and he's got a plan. And if you'll just stay close to him and keep your eyes on him and get rid of any expectations that you have in your mind, Mm. he's going to bless you and he's going to show himself to you in an amazing way that you could have to get down on your knees and say, God, it was all you. Mm -hmm. Eliminating the expectation. I love that because so many times when my prayers are air quotes unanswered, it was really just my expectation on God. I wasn't really listening for God and just bowing down open hands in front of him saying, Abba, Father, I was saying, <laughs> this is what I want, God. And if I just ask 28 million times, then you'll give it to me, right? You know, it, it's eliminating that expectation. Like you said, I love how you approached the heart of God, Jen. Like that is just amazing. Y'all dug in deep in, in, in the unknown, in the storm. And instead of saying, this is my expectation. You just went, God, we're here. Whatever, like we are here. We are your servant. That, that is the epitome of a servant's heart, which y'all did. That is amazing. And you know what? Guess what? God is good. And he proved it to you. And forever, <laughs> for the rest of your life, you are going to remember the empty fridge and then 12 months later, the fridge so overflowing, <laughs> you don't have any can't place fit anything else in it. <laughs> yes. So, oh, so true. anyway, back to Eve. Sorry. I yes. still love Took this. a little rabbit trail there. <laughs> Very amazing rabbit trail. You know, the Bible talks a lot about one flesh. Like we hear that and that sounds creepy, but we, we've, we know that when a man marries his wife, they become one flesh. And it's amazing to me that that is echoed back to the fact that we were literally taken from Adam's rib. We were part of his flesh mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are like, they used to be one flesh, but God had to separate out, create Eve. And then Adam was complete mm-hmm. because yeah. Eve was created. Also, when in the original language, in the original Hebrew, I think it's Hebrew, maybe Greek. I don't know. Anyway, yes, it's Hebrew. In the original language, God uses the word helper. But in English, helper, I don't know. To me, in my mind, I hear the word helper and it almost has a negative connotation. Like there's there's the head honcho, there's the cool dude, like the big cheese and then his helpers and they're like less than because the helper isn't in the position of importance. I don't know why it has that connotation in my brain, but it does. 
But when you look back at the original language, I'm being silly guys, because I'm really, I really don't know what I'm talking about. But in, in Hebrew, the word for helper actually means equal partner to come alongside. God actually refers to himself as a helper in the Psalms, like the same phrase that he uses to apply Adam or sorry, to apply Eve to Adam, like Eve is his helper. God says, I am your helper. He applies that phrase of I am your helper in the Psalms. So it's, it's equal. And that just blew my mind that in the, in the beginning, God created Adam and Eve as equal. Eve was his helpmate, but it wasn't as a lesser status. It was in perfect creation, his helpmate. I don't know. Yeah. Jen, am I making we any sense? It. Help, I'm drowning. <laughs> we were made to compliment them. Um, I guess that word just really stuck out to me when I was reading through that blog post. And when I read that, I was like, I am literally... Tim's compliment, like it was not good that our husbands be alone, but that whenever we have said, I do now, I am that compliment to him to make him mm-hmm. complete. Yes. And it, that it, is so cool. When you think about husbands and wives and how different they are, they come from two completely different backgrounds. Um, and then you, come together as one flesh. And yes, there's sometimes a little bit of um, getting to know each other in the first few years of marriage. And I know there's always tiffs and there's arguments and things like that as you're trying to learn to Mm. come together as one flesh. But when you're really seeking to understand the other, there's something beautiful that happens in that you you realize that his strengths and your weaknesses somehow mesh and it's like he draws your weaknesses and it makes kind of helps make you strong in a way and then his weaknesses as well and your strengths oftentimes like for instance I am super introverted and Tim is super outgoing this is kind of a more silly yes um, example but anyway well you know they say opposites attract but I wonder if there's an actual reason for that Mm mm-hmm well, because then, because of his extrovertedness and my introvertedness, he's helped me how to get outside of myself. He's helped me to. He has helped balance you out. He has created you a more well-rounded human being. And yes. you, as a counterpart, have helped him become a richer, more full human being by grounding him, exactly. by being his safe place Y'all would never have been this full and complete if y'all hadn't become one flesh. Exactly. And the same thing with you and your husband. You know, I'm sure there's differences and things that just make you guys just mesh beautifully and make you. Oh, absolutely. We're actually a little bit backwards from you and Tim. So I'm kind of like the weird, zany, wild, (laughs) crazy one. And he is the more quiet, grounded, strong one strong. Is that the word I want? I don't know. He does. He has a quiet strength and he has helped me calm down, focus. I'm not, I don't run away with my emotions so much. I have never met a man who is more grounded. Like nothing ever makes him upset. The most steady, consistent, 
loving guy ever. And I am blown around a lot because I'm all over the place. Have y'all noticed yet? And he has helped me not be that way as much. And I've helped him want to, he's so much goofier and more expressive now than he used to be. And it has brought joy to his life that he has been able to be that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So honestly, in any marriage, if you really look for it, I mean, and I know, again, there's struggles in pretty much every marriage and I'm taking another rabbit trail, sorry. (laughs) But I know there's struggles in every single marriage, but honestly, it's the seeking to understand each other that has made Tim's in my marriage so strong. Like whenever he gets upset about something, I have to remember his heart and knowing that I know I've known him long enough to know that when he seems upset, there's something deeper going on and Mm -hmm. get to the root of what really is bothering him rather than just what he blew up about, you know, which, right. Right. You know, truth be told, he's doesn't blow up much at all, but he's very intense person. (laughs) So sometimes it might seem like he's about blowing up. He's really just excited or intense about something. And I've had to learn that and knowing that that's just his personality where I was, I'm very quiet and it takes me a lot to get riled up, like a lot, a lot. So <laughs> it's, it's really trying to seek to understand each other. When he knows when I'm being quiet, he knows to come dig and ask some questions to find out, mm-hmm. something, you know, what's going on. But it's learning, Tim. it's learning each other and it's, it's loving each other no matter what. Anyway, done with that rabbit trail. I love your rabbit trails. So what else you got? What else about the uniqueness of creation and Eve and, and it's fascinating to us because obviously we're women and we like learning more about our creation and yeah. it is very unique how God created yeah, both was kind Adam of, and Eve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was kind of pulling more of the woman side out of it, obviously, because I am a woman. So, you know. I mean, and guys, the thing that came up in the Google search that uh, Jen has been talking about is a really amazing article by Russell Grigg and it's on creation.com. We absolutely will have it linked in the show notes below. Again, we are not theologians. This is just an article that sparks some really interesting thoughts and really helps speak to the core of our identity because I'm not going to lie. I have had some absolute misconceptions about the role of women and I like, I, I don't know. I carry the weight of the guilt that Eve sent, that it was her fault, you know, and this article actually talks more about Adam's role in that thing, sides of it that I had never seen before that are really changing my perception of the actual true role of women in, in a marriage, in the body of Christ, that perhaps some of these misconceptions I've had I, I just need to take another look at them because we we were created equal with man as his helper, but equal. Mm-hmm. What? What? So take this with a grain of salt, but the article's really interesting. It is. And we de- I definitely encourage you to go read it yourself because there's probably a whole lot more in there that's something that you might take out of it that, you know, maybe didn't stick out as much to me, um, which is part of our uniqueness. You know, there's something about everybody that, you know, we can pick and choose from and everybody's going to get something different. So um, you guys could definitely go check that out and read through that. And I also encourage you guys to do a study yourselves about how God created you and find out what, you know, as you're going through the Bible, what do you find? And, you know, if you have some light bulb moment that you want to share with us, you can reach us on Instagram 
at enoughpod or at enoughpodladies at gmail.com. And remember when the going gets tough and you feel like you're not enough, remember you are enough. Y'all have a great day, guys. Bye.